Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. How does Islam play into the end times? Well, I have a brand new series that I want you to listen to a portion of, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. You're listening right now to Let's Take a Look at the Book. This is an opportunity for you to study prophecy with me. We're only going to study a short portion of this entire series on Ishmael's Islamic invasion. But if you'll take a moment and listen, then I will tell you how you can get your own copy of Ishmael's Islamic invasion. Take a moment with me now. Let's listen. I'll be right back. Let's go back and let's just develop this a little bit with me, if you will. Go back to the book of Genesis, again, the book of beginnings, where all prophecy starts. Chapter 16 is where we want to begin. Chapter 16, which brings to our attention the person of Ishmael. And let's just look a few moments. I want to think about Ishmael the fatherless, Ishmael the father, and Ishmael and his family. And so let's look at that together. First, Ishmael, the fatherless one. And I'm going to say to you, he did not father the Arab world. And let me just begin in the first couple of verses to prove my statement, at least put in a chink in what your thinking might be. Chapter 16, verse 1, book of Genesis. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaiden, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. If you keep reading in the chapter, you're going to come to the conclusion that Hagar is the mother of Ishmael, impregnated by Abraham. Ishmael, the mother of an Egyptian handmaiden. Makes it pretty tough for Ishmael to father the Egyptians if his mother is one. So one thing we know for sure, he did not father the most populated Arab country in the world, Egypt. 88 million people, increasing every eight months with a million people. He did not father the most populated Arab country in the world, Egypt, because his mother was an Egyptian. We'll come back to chapter 16 and see who he did father, but go back to chapter 10 with me just a moment, and let's just take a look. We looked just briefly at this yesterday. Remember how the book of Genesis unfolds. Genesis 1 is creation, 2, the special effects of creation, 3, the fall of man, 4, the story of Cain and Abel, 5, you have a genealogy from Adam to Noah, Chapter 6, 7, and 8, Noah and the flood. Chapter 9, Noah after the flood. That is the giving of the command now to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And chapter 9, verse 6, the establishment of human government, one of three institutions that God established. He established the institution of marriage, Genesis chapter 2, the institution of the local church, Acts chapter 2, and he establishes human government. And in reality, that's all is needed to be able to direct humankind on the earth by God. Marriage, the church, and human government. Those three institutions God put in place for his capability of directing humankind on the earth in the way that he wants them to go. Chapter 10 now is the record, at least of the beginnings of obedience, by Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth and their four wives moving towards what God said to do, repeople the earth after the worldwide flood had wiped out every air-breathing animal except eight souls, Shem, Ham, Jepheth, 
Noah and their four wives. Now we read here in chapter 10, now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood. We'll skip the first couple. We'll go back and look at them another day. But look at verse 6. And the sons of Ham, Ham, one of the sons of Noah, he had Cush, which would be a grandson, and Mizoram, that would be a grandson, and Put, and Canaan. Now let me just tell you who three of these are, the first three grandsons from Ham of Noah. Cush, the Hebrew word or name for three countries, Somalia, Sudan, and Ethiopia. There's a biblical principle, a hermeneutic principle in the Word of God as it relates to biblical geography. Who was the author writing about at the time he wrote the book? Who wrote Genesis? Moses. He was writing to the Jewish people. God allowed the Spirit of God to breathe into Moses, Moses the information to tell the Jewish people of the beginnings, to give them a base upon which to understand their selection as a chosen people. And he is writing about peoples that would go to a certain part of the world. I understand in chapter 11, they all go to Shinar. In Shinar, the plains of Mesopotamia between the two rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates, which is what we know as modern-day Iraq. I understand that's where they went. I understand that was the beginning of Nimrod's kingdom. I talked about that yesterday. But in the days of Peleg, they are going to be divided. Look at that, chapter 10 and verse 25. Now this would be a great-grandson of Shem, excuse me, of Noah, a, a grandson of Shem and a son of Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided. Now what that means is a bit controversial. Was it talking about the land mass that was on the ocean of this earth that God had created, and then it was divided. I lean that way. I'm not absolute on it yet, but I lean that way because I have looked at the continents, and you look at the coastlines of the continents, and it looks like they are parts or pieces of a puzzle that actually could be put back together to have your one land mass. So I do lean that way. It also gives an answer as to how certain peoples were able to come to America. How could they travel from the Middle East? How could they travel from what is modern-day Iraq in the plains of Shinar all the way to America? How could they go to Mexico, the Aztec Indians? How could they get there? So I lean that it was one land mass. But this I know absolutely for sure. Humankind was not divided until this happened. Until Peleg came on the scene in his life. Was it at his birth? Was it sometime during his life? We don't know. The scripture doesn't give that information to us. But we do know in his time period, that's when the earth was divided. Go back to chapter 11 just a moment. Uh, remember now, they were building this tower unto heaven, a great city, a one world government, a one world religion in Babel. Uh, for the purpose of having one man over a one world government, a one world religion, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we know that because it's plural, let us go down, it says in chapter 11, verse 7, let us go down, that's plural, that helps to prove the Trinity for us, let us go down and there confound their languages that they may not understand one another's speech. Man, that would have been some day, wouldn't it? 
Wouldn't that have been someday? There's old Nimrod. He's the foreman of this big uh, construction project that's going. All right, get that slime on. You get those bricks. What did he say? I don't know. Another guy, well, hey, Potsdam, baby. <laughs> or Guten Morgen. That's uh, German for good morning. Or Ohio. That is uh, uh, Japanese for good morning. Or Buenos dias, senor. Or all that, they start speaking all these languages. You've been listening to a portion of a series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I talk about Satan's dominion strategy, Ishmael's true legacy, Islam's satanic trio, the Islamic invasion, and Islam, the final solution. These studies on this five-part audio series on CD is available to you. You can call our toll-free number and our people will tell you how you can purchase your copy. The toll-free number is for all across America and that number is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and you can order this series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I can guarantee this, as you study through this five-part series, you're going to become aware of the fact that we are living in the last days, the days that Jesus Christ will return to this earth. But remember, seven years before he comes back to the earth, the rapture takes place and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...